you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, this is your host, Susan Rosen. And today, I'm wondering how everyone's balance is. And I'm not talking about our emotional balance, having to do with being in the middle of COVID-19 crisis. No, this is your physical balance. Do you get dizzy when you get up from a chair or from your bed? Do you find that a medication you're taking makes you dizzy or a combination of your medications makes you dizzy? Are you more apprehensive when you get up from a chair or walk on grass or gravel surfaces because you think you're going to fall or you trip? Is it not as easy for you to do your normal activities? If any of those things apply to you, you're not alone. All of those things are a part of getting older. And unless you are staying physically active, keeping your muscles strong, which will help you to stay balanced. Those are all things you need to do. As we age, we start to lose muscle mass and our balance becomes, for lack of a better word, shaky. It becomes a circle. Our core and leg muscles become weaker. We start feeling wobbly when we get up quickly or change direction when we're walking or miss a stair going up or downstairs. We have issues with high blood pressure or low blood pressure or the rocks, actually calcium crystals, in your inner ear, which can get dislodged and the world around you starts spinning. Those are all balance issues that we're going to talk about today. So let's start with some statistics. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention gives the following statistics about those of us that are over 65. So one in four people over 65 in the U.S., fall each year and every 11 seconds an older adult is treated in the emergency room from a fall and every 19 minutes an older adult dies from a fall. Falls are the leading cause of fatal injury and the most common cause of non-fatal trauma-related hospital admissions among older adults. Falls result in more than 2.8 million injuries treated in emergency departments annually, and that includes over 800,000 hospitalizations and more than 27,000 deaths. Now, mind you, all of these numbers are from 2015, so I'm sure they've gone up since then. In 2015, the total cost of fall injuries was $550 billion, with a B, as in boy, dollars. Medicare and Medicaid paid for 75% of these costs. And the financial toll for older adult falls is expected to increase as the population ages, and they're expecting that it may reach $67.7 billion by the end of this year. Susan Stitch, a physical therapist and geriatric clinical specialist at UCLA Therapy Services, says that, quote, having one fall 
increases the risk of having another, not only because of vulnerability from the injury, but also because people often become scared. Increased fear can lead to reduced physical activity, resulting in a weaker body and leading to more falls. It's a vicious cycle, unquote. A lot of your balance comes from your eyes, along with your ears and info from your muscles and joints. They all work together and what they do is they keep you standing. But if anything isn't working correctly or in sync, then your balance can go haywire. Dizziness can also be a side effect of a medication that you just started taking. So let's start with your eyes. As you get older, your vision may change and you'll need new prescriptions. Just that alone can cause a fall. If you have bifocals, you may find that it's difficult to go up and down stairs. And sometimes it takes a while to get used to the bi or trifocals that your doctor has prescribed. And there are also vision related issues and diseases that can affect our balance. Things like macular degeneration and cataracts because they limit your view. There are balance disorders that are caused by issues in the inner ear. One of those is called benign paroxysmal positional vertigo or BPPV. It happens when the calcium crystals in your inner ear get dislodged and they move around inside your ear. BPPV is the most common cause of dizziness, also known as vertigo in adults, and it can cause a spinning sensation when you move or tilt your head back, front, or to one side. And I can give you personal experience information having to do with that because I get that, oh, on a regular basis. And then I have to do a few of these little exercises to try and get it back in line and where it should be. The labyrinth or vestibular system in your inner ear is what's responsible for maintaining your balance. And when the labyrinth becomes infected or swollen, it will usually also cause vertigo. Labyrinthitis can be caused by viral infections like upper respiratory infections, viral infections, and or bacterial infections. And usually normal treatments for these infections will get rid of the vertigo, which makes sense. Other causes of dizziness can be migraines, motion sickness, and head injuries. High blood pressure medications can increase risks of falls by lowering the blood pressure too much. There's a published study from Kaiser Permanente that found that prescribing medications that lowered blood pressure to under 110, that the patients were twice as likely to experience a fall or faint as people whose blood pressure remained at or above 110. A more likely issue is that older people will experience a sudden drop in blood pressure when they stand up, which can cause and create dizziness. This is called orthostatic hypotension. Who knew? And it can be very scary when it happens, as I know, because I have had it happen to me many times since I have kind of, I have low blood pressure to start with. Cardiovascular diseases also can reduce blood flow and cause lightheadedness and fainting. And things like heart arrhythmias, better known as abnormal heart rhythms, decreased blood volume, narrowed or blocked blood vessels, or a thickened heart muscle can affect a person's balance. Arthritis 
can also affect movements of bones and joints, leading to poor body mechanics, or the way that you move, and inactivity. And someone with arthritis may find themselves favoring one leg over another or having joint pain, which will stop them from doing their normal activity, which then leads to making everything worse. You know, you start going down that rabbit hole. Other long-term medical conditions that affect the nervous system are things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and multiple sclerosis, and they can all negatively affect your balance. So overall, the message is that as we get older, it's not unusual. In fact, it's actually more the norm that we start to slow down. Our body starts to get weaker and clumsier. It doesn't have to be that way, but it is more the norm at this point than not. So what can we do to stay strong and in balance? First is exercise and physical fitness. We start to lose our balance when our muscles and our bones are not used as much as they used to be. Other than a specific health condition, like I talked about, disuse can create weakness in our bodies. And it is that weakness that mostly causes us to trip and fall. So how do we counteract that weakness? We can exercise more, and there's no excuse for not starting an exercise program. You can take up Tai Chi or yoga and not only strengthen your muscles and bones, but help with your balance and knowing where you are in space, like moving your body and being more aware of your surroundings. All of those can prevent falls and accidents and maintain your quality of life. So right now, while we're dealing with COVID-19 and staying home, it might not be workable to go to a fitness class with others, but there are a lot of exercise videos available online or on DVD that you can use to start doing Tai Chi or yoga or physical fitness or balance exercises. And the other benefit of learning and doing fitness is that it will also improve your brain, your memory, and your ability to learn new things. We know that doing any kind of exercise and getting your blood going, getting your body moving helps your brain. If you look on YouTube, you can find an exhaustive list of exercises that can help you with any particular issue or body part you want to improve, including your balance. I actually was looking at it the other day and I was amazed at how many different people are doing massive numbers of videos on exercises aimed at strengthening different areas of your body. And that includes on improving your balance. And some of them are also age specific, which is even better. So weight shifting exercises are very popular because they're easy and they help you when you're walking around in your house, apartment, or wherever you happen to live, or outside on the uneven sidewalk, or inside some other houses or businesses. And there are a lot of variations on this. And I'm going to go through a couple of different kinds of exercises that are kind of the generic two major kinds of exercises that you can do even before you find yourself videos. So the generic weight shifting exercise goes like this. You stand as tall as you can with your legs facing forward and a little farther apart than the width of your hips. Keep your back straight as you can and contract your abdominal muscles. That means pull your stomach in. So staying, staying straight, Move your weight slowly from side to side while you slightly pick up the foot and leg of the opposite side. So what that means when I'm saying stay straight is 
stay straight with your core and down to where your legs are and then stay straight over one leg and then go to the other side and stay straight over that one. So you're kind of like, well, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's like you're rocking back and forth as a straight, straight person here. So staying straight, you move your weight slowly from side to side. You slightly pick up your foot and leg of the opposite side from the one that you're leaning towards. Then you shift back to the center, put your foot back down as you're doing that, continue on to the other side and lift your other leg. Now we're not talking about lifting your legs very high, you know, just a little bit just to get it off the ground so you can get a little bit of that rocking motion. Keep going back and forth, staying tall and straight and do it for 30 to 60 seconds and do two sets of these exercises. So if you're just starting out, just do 30 seconds and see how that feels. If you can do a little longer, that's fine. But don't try and do 60 if you haven't been doing any kind of balance exercises before. Another exercise that is really good for your balance because it strengthens your legs and it also strengthens your core, which is really, really important for maintaining your balance overall. This one's called the single leg stand. And again, there are a lot of variations of this one, but a generic one is to kind of situate yourself standing next to a chair or a counter or a table. And you start standing perpendicular to the chair or the counter. And that's so you can put one hand on the counter to support you as you go through this. So let's say it's your right hand on the counter. Then you put your left hand on your left hip and with your feet pointing forward and slightly apart, lift your left leg off of the floor with the knee coming up in front of you and your thigh perpendicular to your legs. Now, if you can't get it all the way up there to start with, don't worry about it. Just pick it up a little bit above the floor so that it's off of the floor and start there and then you can work your way up. Hold that position for five to 10 seconds, depending on how long you're able to do it for, mind you. Don't push it, don't wanna be falling over. Then lower your foot back down to the floor and do that eight to 12 times, again, depending on how easy it is for you. Then turn around and do the same thing on the other side. A variation is to raise your foot up behind you So your calf and your foot are parallel to the floor. And when you've developed enough enough strength to do these exercises easily to the max number, then you can try to do them without holding onto the chair or the counter. If you do that, make sure you have the chair or the counter close to your hand where you can put your hand out and grab a hold, especially when you first try it as you will almost certainly start to get off balance and you don't want to fall. Another variation is to close your eyes when you do this and you do the exercises both holding on and not holding on. Again, always make sure that the chair is close at hand and also that the chair is sturdy enough to support your weight and isn't going to slip or go over taking you with it. That's why a counter can sometimes be better than a chair, I think. Anyways, doing it with your eyes closed is really hard and it takes a while to develop that even when you've gotten strong enough to do 
um, the exercise without holding on. So just be careful. Do all of this with care. Try to do these once or twice a day to build up your muscles and your balance. And as I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of different exercise videos on YouTube, Netflix, and all the other streaming channels. There are also quite a few you can get from the library or you could buy it online, I guess, at Amazon or someplace like that. So that's it for today. I really hope that you have learned something and that you can apply doing some of these exercises because our balance is so, so, so important for making sure that we can keep our independence as we get older. Okay, so I know that I'm going to start doing these exercises. I've done them off and on for a couple years, but haven't really been very consistent with it. And I know that I need to because I have a tendency to take falls. And that is going to be it for our balance podcast. As usual, let me remind you that I am not, that's not as in no, a doctor. And this is not to be considered medical advice. And if you have a medical issue, please call your doctor or go to the emergency room for help. And I will be talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.